house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. What's up? With us on the ones and twos, Joseph Ascani. What it do? This is episode 160, College Football Week Zero is in the books. We are on to a full slate of college football games. We're going to recap what, what went right, what went wrong, a lot of wrong for Week Zero. We'll give you all of our best bets for Week One. Uh, but before we do that, we'll touch on a couple of things going on in the sporting world and just in general. Subscribe everywhere. Big Easy Bets YouTube, Big Easy Bets TV. Uh, subscribe Spotify, Apple Podcasts. The cover art is updated. The lock song is uh, brand new. We're uh, we're ready to roll. Slow start, but we're about to get it. Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling feeling positive going into this week. Are you more excited this week? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I'm excited to see some real football. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll get into it. Um, so Saints news, we have made the cuts to get down to the uh, requirement for the roster. Obviously, Jalen Smith's gone. Didn't understand that. Made an entire special teams overhaul. Lutz is out. Gillikin's out. I mean, Lutz has had kind of some down years. I don't really care too much. Group, whatever it is. Uh, he did well enough for me. I don't. I don't really care. What are your thoughts? Think it's a mistake? Getting rid of Lutz? Yeah. Nah. He kind of. He's he's had some. He's on been on the decline a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, he he's made some clutch kicks for us, but he also I'll never forget the 2016 season where he got everything blocked. Uh, but he is going to Denver to reunite with Sean Payton. More power to you. Godspeed. Um, what else? Shaq Davis did not make the team. At Perry did though. How do we feel about that? I thought he was making a few plays in um, preseason. Shaq Davis, At Perry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, he. Yeah. I felt like yeah. I would after been, like there were reports that he was struggling in camp or whatever. Yeah. No. Yeah. I would have been surprised if he if he didn't make it. Was either the first game or the second game? What do you have like seven for ninety or something like that? I'm not sure. Yeah. Second game. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck that noise is. I don't know if that's a okay. Whatever. Um, what else? Who? Uh, anybody else that that dude? Uh, Roby. Yeah, Roby's yeah, out. Ruby. Just cut him. Yeah. Apparently, I guess nobody wanted to trade for him, so that was interesting. Means Alante Taylor, I guess, is going to the slot, which he's had some struggles this preseason in the slot. But I do think he's very talented. I think he's the reason we got rid of Chauncey Gardner Johnson. So, also Daryl Williams gone. Jimmy Graham made it though. Yeah. So. We were wrong there. Kroll is out, but so what? That means we have four tight ends on the roster, if you count Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, who who did I just say? Who who? Right before Jimmy Graham. Perry? No, no, no. Right oh. before Jim. No, no, that was after. Right before. Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams. What the hell? What? We brought him in, and then I. we were looking at Kareem Hunt, and then we settled on Daryl Williams, and then we said, never mind. Yeah. We'll just go with. Who's our Who's going to be our running backs when Kamara's out? Jamal and Kendra. Don't yeah. don't love that. Solid one too. 
I would have, I would have, I would have rather to throw another guy in the mix. God forbid somebody gets hurt. Where is Kareem Hunt? Nowhere. <laughs> I don't think he signed. Yeah. What an asshole. Yeah, I mean, what are you doing? Him or Leonard Fournette. Yeah, but Fournette, I mean. Yeah, he's been on the decline for a minute. Kareem Hunt's a fucking stud. I, I don't under, I don't really know what he's doing. I'm sure he'll get picked up. I'm sure we're going to see a lot of guys here scramble to get picked up right before the season. But <clears throat> I don't know. We shall see. Jonathan Taylor. Did he go somewhere? No. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, same thing. Um, What are they going to do? Is he going to play for them? He's expected to remain on the pop list. Who? Taylor. Well, they're letting him explore trade options. No, yeah. Today, but the day said, was the deadline yeah. or whatever. No. He, what do you mean? He can't be traded? He's staying with the Colts. Okay. From what I read, expect. I guess there's not like a hard list. deadline, but there was some type of deadline. I thought this was just the deadline to get your roster situated to the 53. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but. Colts said they were, he would remain on team. They, there wasn't any fair trade offers or something like that. Yeah, they're going to want a lot for him, but they yeah. don't want to pay him. They want to pay him like he's like a fifth rounder or something, but they're not going to want a fifth rounder for him. So that that kind of seemed like that was never going to really go anywhere because if you don't value the running back position, you're not going to get a first round yeah, pick don't for him. Draft him, yeah. So uh, Noah Lyles, did you see his comments about the NBA? It's kind of going all over. Uh oh. He's a, a athlete for uh, he he runs track for the United States, and people have been giving their two cents on. He came out and said that he has a problem when the NBA players say they're world champs. Because they're not world champs, is he's saying they're you're just the champion of the NBA. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think they're world champs or just NBA champs? <laughs> I mean, that goes for all the sports. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, so people like picking sides. Like either you agree with them or you don't. A lot of the NBA players were like trashing them. I think Drake even came out. In the- I I guess for the NBA, yeah, I would say they're world champions. NFL world champions. Yeah. Um, soccer if. The MLS no. or whatever no. said they were world no. champions. No, yeah. yeah. And I doubt no. they I, – I bet you they don't say that. Yeah. I bet you they don't, do not say that at all. But, yeah, my argument was um, the best players on the on the planet play in the NBA. Just because it's an American league doesn't mean, like, oh, you only want – it's not like you're playing against just Americans. They're like, oh, well, you have to play against the whole world. Yeah, when we go play against the whole world, we fucking beat them like children. We beat them by 50 points a game. So there's no contest there. But – a lot of the top players in the NBA are foreign. Yeah. Giannis, Greece, Jokic, don't know. Dagestan, for all I know. Um, somewhere over there. Um, yeah, Luka. And that's why I said like Luka was dominating his home league when he was 16 years old. Now they're all over here in the NBA. So if you win in the NBA, you're winning in the best league on the planet. You're world champs. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. Did somebody in the NBA I wonder how that started, though. Yeah, like why did he say basketball? I don't know. He had some weird speech where, like, he tried. I don't know. It just didn't come out very compelling, or it didn't <laughs> sound cool. And then now all the now all the athletes are gonna be like, "You're a fucking dork. You're a loser." I don't know. We'll see. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of people are just picking sides. I, I I don't understand how they're like. Yeah, I get what he's saying. It's like, yeah, maybe like that, that's why we hold the Olympics, but it, it's still it's the top. They the just say the that, though. It's not like that's the official title. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah of we course. We don't go. They were the 2013 World basketball champions. world champions. Yeah, no, of course yeah. not. 
But in but it is you we are. Say the, they won the finals, but or, when you win the finals, you are the best team on the planet. Yeah. It's like so if they want to call themselves world champs, who gives a shit? There's nobody else that's gonna beat them, especially not in goddamn Yugoslavia or some shit. So what are we talking about? Yeah. It's just one of those things that people were picking sides and giving their opinion on it. I thought it was funny. Um, yeah, that's weird. All right, so how do you uh, how do you feel like your week zero went? Bad. We notoriously suck week zero. <laughs> I know. Pretty much every year. I'm about to just do opposite of what I think week zero. Because literally every game just that I zero? even considered taking, none of them covered. Yeah. Um, but I, I, that's why we say take week zero with a grain of salt. It's week zero for a reason. These games are trash. Anybody who does good on week zero... <laughs> It's kind of a bad sign because <laughs> yeah. we've had a profitable year every year. We've never done well. Week Everybody zero. that does good week zero fucking sucks later, especially the next week. So, <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. So Joseph went two and zero. Oh. Uh, actually, two and one. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Oh my goodness, man. Stupid um, greedy motherfucker. <laughs> I, I definitely, I definitely have one gripe. With week zero, with one of my games on week zero, which, I mean, we can get to. Um, is there anything else going on before we dive into the games? Anything else? No. Not not that not I really, really know of. It's slow. We're, we're about to, if you, if you're not, if you weren't in the college football spirit last week, you better buckle the fuck up because we have games Thursday to Monday, jam-packed games too. Great game on Thursday. Quality games on Friday, obviously Saturday, and then Sunday, LSU and Florida State. One of the biggest matchups of the year, and we're kicking it off right at right off the bat, right off the get-go. And then Monday, you got Duke and Clemson, which is going to be a great game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Like I said, me and Nick both went 0-2. Um, I'm going to start with New Mexico State briefly. It was my lock. These two, both of these teams were playing so ultra conservative. Just to, just to give you an example, going into the fourth quarter, it was 13 to 10. UMass was winning. Going into the fourth quarter, 13 to 10. The final score of this game was 41 to 30. They both, there was 48 points scored in the fourth quarter. That's fucking crazy for one. Uh, I don't know what. I don't know what Jerry Kill was doing. Pavia sucks. I'm out. The Pavia sucks so fucking bad. He looks like he gained weight. He's not running like he was. He kept keeping on the RPO. He kept keeping the ball when it was cl- like the running back could have ran for a mile. And he kept keeping it himself. And then they do the halftime interview and Jerry Kill's like, he's just trying to do too much. And he's trying to put it all on his shoulders. Give the ball to the running back, you fucking idiot. I, dude, I was about to lose my mind. And he couldn't pass for shit. The defense really didn't play bad to begin with. Uh, bad turnovers by Pavia gave Massachusetts a short field. But then they go to the backup, Eli Stowers, the AM transfer, and he marches them down like 70 yards. They ran a triple option, and they couldn't stop it. The running backs are good, and he is extremely fast. They had no answer. March them all the way down. And then when they get to the fucking red zone, clearly they have no faith in Stowers, I guess. They put Pavia back in in the red zone, and he takes a sack for a loss of like 12. Almost immediately. They put him in, I think it was the first play, he tries to throw it and holds it and takes a sack. And then they get nothing out of it. They end up missing the field goal. Stowers didn't play another down after that. I don't understand. 
He drives them down the field, marches them down. They had no answer for it. And then they just don't go back to him. Pavia's stats are very inflated from that fourth quarter. Uh, 248 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Not betting him for the rest of the year. Fuck him. I'm, I, I, he'll be benched. Eventually, they'll go to Stowers. I, I'm, I'm convinced. It was very reminiscent of last year when they put in Frakes, the ginger kid. And he almost he nearly pulled off the backdoor cover. Mm-hmm. Extremely frustrating. But not as frustrating as the fucking second game. Louisiana Tech, minus 10. Let me just try to accurately explain how frustrating this game was. Louisiana Tech outgained FIU 450 yards to 100. LA Tech, 450 yards of offense. FIU had 182. FIU scored 14 points in the first quarter. They scored three for the remainder of the game. The most vanilla, scared play calling I've ever seen. They would not let Bachmeyer throw it. And when he did throw it, he looked like a shitbag in the beginning. Threw an interception and a quadruple coverage. And then it's like, you, you survived the second half. It was 17 to 13. They're getting the ball to come out. They, dude, drives me nuts. Oh, yeah, third play of the game. First off, so they scored 14 points in the, in the first quarter. Third play of the game, 70-yard touchdown. It was the best play they had, obviously, all day. Didn't do shit after that. But so we go to the second half. We're down four. We get the ball first. We're marching down the field. Tight end fumbles on the other side of the 50. Kills the drive. And then late in the fourth quarter, they're lucky they won this game. They should have blew this team out, out of the water, outgained them by a mile. They end up getting a touchdown with like a minute something to go. The running back ran it in. Bachmeyer didn't even have to do it. So they end up winning by five. But before that, they're so lucky, dude. Combi is a he's a dipshit. He played he the play calling was so scared and conservative. They set up a forty six. They played for a forty six yard field goal, and the kicker doinked it. It's like, that's what you fucking get. But just, it was just, we're back, is what it told me. We're right back in the saddle, fucking one of the most frustrating games I'll probably have all year. They, FIU could do nothing offensively, nothing. And so I'm like, eventually we're going to fucking score. And they just went the entire third quarter getting the ball. It was three and out after three and out after three and out, and they could do nothing. Bachmeyer takes the dumbest fucking sacks. He's one of those, like, he has the talent but he's just just not good enough to be like a top-tier quarterback. And it's because he fucking he, – he makes the wrong reads, holds on to the ball too long, takes sacks when you can't take a fucking sack. It's all the little things that, like, the, the elite quarterbacks don't do. Pocket awareness is fucking terrible. Everything that Bryce Young was elite at, Bachmeyer's fucking trash at. <laughs> and, it, dude, it was so fucking annoying because they have this guy, Smoke Harris, he had 11 catches, 155 yards, and a touchdown. He took a slant, like 60 yards to the house. It was the best play they had yeah. all game. He's the fastest fat kid I've ever seen. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. I'm not even kidding. You need to go look it up. Like, he's got a beer gut, and he probably runs a 4-3. The most frustrating game I'll probably have. I mean, I know I'll have a bunch, a bunch more, but... Yeah. But, no, those do suck. The ones where your team dominates, but... They don't win by how much they should have. Yeah, just fucking horrific execution. I think there was multiple missed field goals. It's, I just we're getting it getting it out of the way now. So, uh, do you have anything on your two? Not much, you know. Um, I guess the biggest thing we could talk about is Navy's not changing anything on offense. Okay, they're not throwing it a lick more than they used to throw it. They might be throwing it less. Um. 
I don't yeah, know yeah. if they Let's even had any Let's completions. T- Let's touch on that real quick. No, they did for negative yards, I think. Okay. So, yeah, there was clearly <laughs> no, some rumblings. One. There was some rumblings through the grapevine that Navy was now going to be a sp- more of a – they're still going to run it, but they're going to be more of a spread offense type team. They're going to sprinkle in some pass plays. There was none of that. They did do their typical, like, try to get you with a trick play here and there. They, they Honestly, they had open receivers on the few plays that they yeah. attempted passes and just could not complete it. Uh, they completed... That one late, they completed that semi-deep ball. Late. Yeah, before that. So they were three of seven for the game. They attempted three passes. Um, who? Where, where do we get this information from? Who starts Everyone spreading was these? Saying it. Yeah, everyone no, it, I trust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like it was spreading like wildfire. Wait till you see the new Navy offense. It's the same fucking offense. Yeah, maybe some a little intricacies are different. The way maybe they block the blocking scheme, but it's the same principle as what they try to do. Yeah, they don't pass for shit. Yeah, no, they don't. Throw it's just it. like just interested. like old school. Navy. They're not interested in winning football games. Yeah, down twenty, <laughs> down twenty. We're running it again and again and again. Oh man, yeah, but look, Notre Dame. It's everything that I expected them to be, especially against a poor Navy defense. I mean, yeah. Navy is going to get shit drugged by whoever they play <laughs> or whatever y'all want to fucking call it. You know what I mean? Shit drug. <laughs> they are. Their defense it. is terrible. I mean, it's awful. They're, they can't score, okay? And yeah. they're not going to be able to stop anybody from scoring. They might do a little bit better against teams against the run, but yeah. against the pass, no, estimate they're not going to do shit. It quickly became apparent that they were going to have no answer. Navy's in Dame. deep trouble. Yeah, it became apparent very fast that Notre Dame was going to be able to score as much as they wanted. Um, it would have came down to Navy, just to cover, it would have came down to Navy having to play their style and, 15 play drives where you milk away eight minutes and then you just don't give Notre Dame enough opportunity. But so you were on the over 50 and a half, two missed field goals was the yeah, difference. Yeah, that cost us. So special teams was hurting us um, all day. But if they make those field goals, uh, done deal. It, we You would have cashed there. And then USC first half minus 18 and a half, your lock of the week. Yeah, um, USC's defense sucks still. They actually got the ball. I was watching this. Well, one – the only touchdown of the first half for San Jose State, it required Cordero to scramble for third and 22. So I'm sure you were not happy when that happened. Well, then they got one at the very end of the half. Who? San Jose State. They got a touchdown? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, well, okay, so I stopped no watching. Left. I stopped watching because USC had it, had the ball with like a minute something to go. Yeah. And they, so if they go down and score, are you cramping again? Uh-uh. Okay, I was about to say. They had the ball with a minute something to go down and score and would have covered the first half line, obviously, if San Jose State then still goes and scores a different story. But once they gave the ball back to San Jose State, I stopped watching. So I don't even know that they let him go score. Yeah, Cordero uh, is improved. Yeah. He can. He moves. I mean, USC didn't really put up much of a fight defensively. They're still not aggressive tackling team, you know? Yeah. Like Utah's going to run through them. Mm-hmm. Who's the guy, uh, Branch, everybody was talking about for USC? They said he's the next Reggie Bush. He's a running back? I, I, Honestly. I'm probably like a do-it-all guy. I think he's a wide receiver. Yeah, no, I know they. the offense is just as good as it was last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Zachariah Branch. Yeah, I think he's a wide receiver. 
Um, yeah, okay, he had one rush. Yeah, he had four catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown, but I think he took a kick return of the house, too. Okay. They're saying he's he's the next Reggie Bush. I did see the kick return, and he did, like, the cutbacks like Reggie and shit. Um, so that's, Yeah, no, they're saying the receiver room better than last could be year. better than last year. Yeah. All right, Joseph, you went 2-0. Uh, two passion plays, two wins. How'd you, uh, how'd you feel? Good. Um, <clears throat> that's it? I mean, I, li- I told you I like Sam Hartman. I know it's Navy, and obviously their defense is crap, but I, I could see this game, you know, I mean, this this team late, late in the season in the college football playoff. Oh, not a chance. But, I yeah, can. I mean. <laughs> I really like their offense. I, it's going to be hard even for good defenses to stop this team. No. They don't have the receivers. Or the tight end like they normally have. Oh, um, it takes one time for Hartman to get a big paw slapped across his head. <laughs> and then right. what? And then here comes those questionable throws. Mm. No, he can definitely do it. We saw it at Wake Forest. He'll, he'll light you up in the first half, and then he'll throw five interceptions in the second half. So there's a lot of there's a lot to be answered with Sam Hartman. Um, this was a great tune-up game for sure. Uh I have quite. I, I want to see their defense. Uh, yeah, against a real yeah, offense. Yeah, there, there's question marks in the back end of that secondary. I want to see their defense go up against somebody that can actually threaten them through the air. Because to be quite honest, Navy threw three times. They had three guys wide open. They just couldn't get the ball to them. So, um, and then you, so you had Hawaii and Vanderbilt. This one was at a crossroads late. And there was a Vanderbilt would have, or I think Hawaii might have went for it on a fourth down or something. They were down fourteen, and I want to say it was like a fourth down. They went for it and they got it. But if they don't get it, and Vanderbilt marches down and scores, then they would have been covering the number. But a good fourth quarter from Hawaii. Uh, what, what, any takeaways? Yeah, their offense looks better. I thought their defense looked better. I thought their ability to stop the run was astounding. Schrager threw 13 touchdowns and 10 picks last year. I thought he looked much improved. Yeah, he looked good. They did have a drive to go tie it, and he threw a pick, a bad one. But Yeah, uh, um, yeah in the back of the end zone? No. Well, he threw a terrible jump ball to the back of the end zone. No, this was awful. This was midfield. This was to, they had a drive to go tie the, tie the game, and he uh, he ended up throwing an interception, basically, to end the game, actually, basically. I'm pretty sure. I'm also getting mixed up with Louisiana Tech. I forgot. They score. They're up five. FIU, minute left. I'm like, we need some fucking magic to happen. Anything can happen. Seen it all before. Tip ball, Louisiana Tech gets the pick. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, please. And he goes down like a fucking bitch. Oh. Like a bitch. There was like one guy. He would have needed one block, and he could have fucking went. Like, come on. It's the first game. Your family's probably the only people in the stands. Fucking give them something to cheer for. Um... So, yeah, 0-2 for me and Nick, 2-0 for Joseph. I have a decent-sized card this week. How many total plays do you have? Four. I think I have six. One that I'm iffy on, but um, I confirmed all – I'm going to reconfirm, but I'm gonna con- I confirmed all my lines today. So everything that everything that I give out today you can still get or, or you could get at this time. The Obviously, the episode will be out. I'm having a stroke. episode will be out tomorrow. Um all right, you want to lead us off? Um, yeah, sure. The pressure's <laughs> on now. 
I got a Thursday game. Nebraska at Minnesota. Minnesota is seven-point favorites. Over-under is the over-under. 43-and-a-half. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nebraska, Matt Rule welcomes in Matt Rule. They also add Georgia Tech transfer quarterback Jeff Sims, a dynamic player. I'm going to get straight to the point. I just think I always fall for the damn Nebraska trap. Oh, Every that reminds year. me. Just to cut you off. Did you see what happened to Eric Gilbert? Yeah. That came out today, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, Gonzo, biggest mm -hmm. waste of talent on the planet, tried to rob someone. I think it's just way too early for Nebraska to turn things around. Minnesota's a a team that has developed... (laughs) Like, you know what I'm trying to say? They develop... They're more developed program, Mm -hmm. is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Um... P.J. Fleck, head coach, they run the ball and they play really good defense. They have one of the best defenses in the country last year. They will have to replace Mo Ibrahim. Um, it's big shoes to fill, but they got a lot of good offensive linemen. Didn't they lose a guy? They lost a running back to Penn State. Ibrahim's backup, I want to say, went to Penn State. Yeah. Can't remember his name. I'm blanking on it. I'm forgetting his name as we're well. We're clearly not in midseason form yet. So we're, still, <laughs> we're easing into week one. I was stuck trying to figure out how to say Minnesota is a more developed program than Nebraska. Yeah. Um, anyway, they bring in Western Michigan transfer Sean Tyler, who's supposed to be. Um, there's a lot of fuck. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hype. Yeah, there's a lot of hype around him. Um, he's supposed to put up big numbers. Anyway, what I'm saying here is... <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, this is a good sign because um, we were dialed in with our analysis uh, last week and we lost our ass. So what I'm now saying here is Nebraska's not going to be ready. Minnesota, their defense is still going to be good. They have a lot of playmakers on offense, and I still believe they'll be able to run the ball even without Mo Ibrahim. I'm laying seven with Minnesota at home. Okay. Okay, I was looking at it. I thought about it. I did not touch it. Um, Nobody, you're not on Florida, Utah? No. Interesting. Big game. I almost. A rematch from last year. I mean, we know you're on it. How do we know that? Nobody knows The internet. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, good. Because it came down. It came down. That was the reason I did it. I was just looking at it just now. It's like, Well, fuck. I saw it today at 46, and I almost took it. It's down to 44 and a half. Yeah. So, yeah, let me get into it then. All right, Florida versus Utah rematch of last season. Um, a wild game where we saw probably Anthony Richardson's best game collegiately. Um, This is not going to be a good Florida football team. And, and – comparison to sec standards i think they're going to struggle in conference play on the flip side you have utah who this is also reminiscent of last year cam rising is questionable i looked at it just recently i didn't see anything new in terms of he's confirmed to play he is still recovering from the acl injury remember last year they had there was like no report on him at all and then they're like we go into game time and they're like oh he's out no Mm -hmm. one had any clue so they're actually implementing a new like like nationwide injury report, and they think in large part it's because of that that they kind of Vegas got burned a little bit because nobody they didn't let any of any words slip that he wasn't playing. Um. So yeah, Cam Rising's up in the air, rehabbing his ACL. He he could go. It's not it's not a, a done deal. We're just kind of in the dark a little bit. 
Apparently, the backup quarterback, Brandon Rose, was hurt in practice. His status is also up in the air. I'm going to get right to it. Obviously, I tweeted it out. Anybody who follows us on social media, you saw it first. I'm taking the under 46.5. This is now has now dropped to 44.5. The one positive for Florida, they are going to have to lean on it. It's going to be their rushing attack. Graham Mertz stinks. He, unless he's just really good in debuts, like we saw with Wisconsin against Illinois, if he goes for five touchdowns, I'm going to be fucking furious. But he's not very good. He's not a mobile quarterback. Utah's defense is good enough. Their linebacking core, their front seven is experienced. So I'm going under 46 and a half. Florida lean on the run. I understand their defense isn't great. Their D-line, though, it's still SEC caliber players. And especially if Cam Rising's out, it's just I'm going under. Under 46 and a half. Are you on this one, Joseph? No. Okay. Do you have anything for Thursday? Yes. What is it? Is it your lock? No. Okay. Uh, I'm on the other side. Oh, on Nebraska. Oh my goodness! You made some good points. I I do agree that uh, Minnesota is a more uh, developed program, <laughs> but I like Matt Rule coming in. I like to hire. Um, he's turned some programs around in his tenure in college football. Um, most of the time, it's it's been his second year, but I like him coming in here, and I like uh, Jeff Sims from Georgia Tech replacing Casey Thompson. Um, He's sometimes inconsistent. I mean, the numbers back that up with through three th- through three seasons, 30 touchdowns, 23 picks. So he can be very inconsistent. But like Nick touched on, he does have the ability to open up the defense with his legs, create plays when he's in trouble. He's rushed for over 1,100 yards and 11 touchdowns in those three seasons. Uh, and I think he's going to have to use his legs this game with uh, leading rusher Anthony Grant out for a suspension. I don't know what the suspension was for. Probably burglary. <laughs> That's why Eric Gilbert's, uh, Eric, Gilbert. Eric Gilbert's in the clink. Uh, they lost Trey Palmer. As we know, he went to the Bucs. Uh, he looked good this preseason, by the way. Uh, but Marcus Washington, who was the number two last year, he put he put multiple solid games together. Uh, it's going to take on that lead role at receiver, and I like him. Uh, defensively, I don't see them getting a lot of pressure, like Nick touched on with the returning offensive line for Minnesota. But I do think their secondary can step up and make some timely stops. Uh, Minnesota losing. Nick also touched on this. Tanner Morgan and Ibrahim been together for the past three years. I think that's big, and uh, we'll have to see what I'll probably pronounce it wrong. What Kaliak Manis can do here. He yeah, played you got a little it. bit. Is that how you say it? Pretty close. I mean, you're not really one. I mean, I, I don't know how to say it, but I've heard. <laughs> you're, you're the, you're I've the, heard him say you're it the on worst the radio. Uh, name pronouncer. I've ever I listened met. to all the games on the radio. Yeah. Uh, he got some. He got some playing times. He got some playing time get, last year. Get your year. ears on him. Yeah, I mute. I mute the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it's going bad. All right, so you're going with. You're on the opposite. You're Nebraska. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> oh man. Well, we'll find out That's very early. We'll find out very early <laughs> which happens, direction man. we're going here. Um, Best of luck. I always bet Nebraska first game of the year. And it burns. They always yeah. never turn it around. <laughs> always never. It's like Hawaii <laughs> for me last year, though. So we'll go to Friday. Is anybody on a Friday game? Yeah. What are you on? Miami, Ohio, at Miami. Interesting. Miami is 16 and a half point favorites. That's the Miami Hurricanes. Um, the over under is 45 and a half. Tyler Van Dyke. There was reports that he was that he may be injured. They're saying he's expected to play. Mm-hmm. 
it was supposed to be a hand injury where he followed through on a throw and hit it against someone's helmet. Um, but even with that, I still don't know. Miami's offense was disgusting last year. Like, oh, it was horrible. Yeah, I don't know. I actually had high expectations. If I expect them to make a big jump right away. Um, Miami of Ohio, they're a team that has a veteran quarterback. Last year he was out injured. Brett Gabbert, yeah. we remember him. 2021, Brother he Blaine. had a good season. Um, and they're also going to, up against a solid defense, returning a lot of production. I kind of think this is going to be a boring game, not a lot of scoring, so I'm going under 45 and a half. Okay. Yeah, so Chris in Chris Ball's first year, yeah, they were trash. He did a complete overhaul, though, brought in a whole new coaching staff after one year, which is kind of unheard yeah. of. So, <clears throat> yeah, I kind of I kind of read the press clippings on Van Dyke last year and was, like, thinking he was going to be better than he was. It fucking sucks. Yeah. So he throws the ball up for grabs a lot. We'll see if he makes some really big, like, Jordan Travis-level strides of improvement. I doubt it. But, yeah, I'm not on that one. Um, but I know... Miami of Ohio with the points is a popular bet from what I saw this week. So you would have to, I would lean under then. If yeah, that's which way I will lean against the spread. But you just, I don't know. It's Miami at home. Yeah, against Miami of Ohio. Battle of Miami. Yeah, but someone's got to give. <laughs> um, I don't like taking away teams. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh man, this was the one. The one I was questionable about, but I might do it. I think I am. Well, it's already locked in, so I was thinking about just wiping it from the uh, from the record. But I think I'll just do it. Fuck it. Um, I got it at four and a half. I'm going to take Hawaii plus four against Stanford at home. Like I said, I was very impressed with their run defense. Stanford's going to lean on EJ Smith, Emmett Smith's son. Good running back. Tanner McKee is out. I don't think that they're – I think this is going to be an in-between year for them where they're trying to figure things out and they're trying to get better personnel in there. I don't think Stanford's really going to blow anybody away. It, it's kind of – I feel like I'm kind of biting on the cheese a little bit here. This opened at plus eight for my for Hawaii, and now it's all the way down to four. But 10 p.m. on the island – an island that has been ravaged by fires. Um, if there's any pineapples that made it through the fire, then we'll be in good shape. But I don't know. Hawaii did, in all seriousness, Hawaii did impress me. Shager did look better than last year. Um, stop EJ Smith and hope for the best. I'm going to take Hawaii plus four. Joseph, are you on anything for Friday? Nope. All righty. We will head on to Saturday. I have one, two, three, four left. What is uh who wants to go first for Saturday? I'll go. Go ahead. Uh Saturday morning. I hope one of y'all are on this. I kinda wanna hear what y'all mm-hmm. think about this. Uh Fresno State at Purdue. Okay. So the Bulldogs are going to see the Boilermakers in Indiana. Um I'm going to take over here. I don't know if y'all have any insight on these line movements with this game, but I think I, I could be wrong, but I think I read something it opened at 54. 
And right now, I think it's at 47 and a half. Today it was when I took the bet. It is at 47 and a half. So I'm taking that over. Um, Both quarterbacks gone. Hayner's gone. We know he's with the Saints now, but they replaced him with UCF transfer Mikey Keene, who I think he's shown that he's capable of leading an offense to points. Um, And on the other side, they're replacing O'Connell and Purdue with Hudson Card, who we saw come in against Alabama last year and, and start a couple games. I like him as well. I think both of these quarterbacks and both of these offenses can get going, even though, you know, new faces, new places, and I think they could put some points up. Okay. Yeah, I am actually on this game. Um, I'm not on the total. I'm taking Fresno plus four and a half. It's been confirmed. It can, you can still get it at four and a half. If I was going to do the spread. Uh, a new regime in Purdue with Jeff Brom. In comes Ryan Walters, and then as Joseph just said, Hudson Card is there. I am the opposite. I don't think Hudson Card's very good. Uh, we saw him at Texas, and then he's transferred multiple times. Not really much of a threat through the air. Uh, from anything that I've seen, it doesn't really scare me. Um, a, a new regime in Purdue. I, I am worried that it is the first home game under a new coaching staff, and and they're obviously going to come out and be fired up and blah, blah, blah. I... I haven't seen a ton from Mikey Keene, but I know with um, I know with Jeff Tedford, he he always is dialing up offenses that are going to be able to move the ball through the air. I would assume if he chose Mikey Keene to be the successor to Jake Hayner, that he feels like he's going to be able to do well enough. So it's a, it's a good offensive mind. I think they'll be able to move the ball. And Fresno is going to have another strong running game, a good offensive line. They're they're going to compete in the Mountain West. So I got it plus four and a half. I'm going to take the Fresno State Bulldogs on the road. What do you think? Did you look at this one at all? No, not really. All right, let's see. Um, go ahead with your first Saturday game then. How many? You have two left? Yeah. One, you lock, mm-hmm. obviously. Okay. Go with the not lock. Yeah, this one's going to be kind of short. Um, this is one of the biggest movers since the lines opened this summer. Army, minus 10 at UL Monroe. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of question marks for both sides. This, this opened at Army minus six in the summer. Um, some of Army's key guys are are injured. They don't have Ty, Ty or Tyler anymore. They're looking for a new quarterback. Um, Tyrell Robinson, the little guy, number 21, short, their mm-hmm. best player on offense. Um, he's going to be out this Saturday. UL, ULM isn't good. But I think both of these teams are kind of in a in the same position as far as trying to figure things out, who's going to be playing where. I think 10's too many to be given Army going on the road, so I'm going to go ahead and take UL Monroe plus 10. Okay. All righty. Joseph, how many more do you have to your lock? One more? Nope. Just your lock left? Yeah. All right, I have <clears throat> two more and then my lock. So. Uh, Ohio State versus Indiana. Ohio State is 29-point favorites. Big 10 matchup to start the year. Big number. I'm going to lay the points with the Buckeyes here. I know it, it is a conference matchup. Indiana has transfer, transfers at almost every major position. I think Ohio State's far superior in the trenches. They're going to drop 50, even with the question marks at quarterback. I think their defense, I talked, what, last year, two years ago about Jim Knowles. It always takes a couple years for you to really get the improvement you're looking for with a new defensive coordinator, Jim Knowles, is a very good defensive guy from Oklahoma State. I think this is going to be a really good Ohio Ohio State team, especially in the trenches. Um, but all, all over the field, I think they outmatch Indiana here. I'm taking a minus 29. And then – Was their quarterback confirmed, the backup from last year? 
He's starting. Um, I don't fucking know. I think to be so. honest, that's I not. I, so. I, I, I. Yeah, he's. It, I forget his name now, but yeah. yeah, this is more of like, I whoever they decide to go with. Yeah, I don't really care. Uh, it's more of the defensive side of the ball. I don't think Indiana is really going to be able to do anything. Kind of like with Alabama, they're going to be running multiple quarterbacks. They're going to put up a shitload of points. Yeah. Um, Penn State versus West Virginia. The line is at 20 in favor of Penn State. It's a top 10 Penn State team with a lot of hype. West Virginia wants to run the ball. I don't think they're going to be able to against a Penn State defense. A ton of depth and experience in the front seven. I think Penn State makes a statement in this with a loaded running back room. I think it's going to make life easier uh, for the new quarterback under center. I'm taking Penn State minus 20 as well. And then all I have left is my lock. As do I. All righty, so we will move on to the most important bets of the week, our locks. It's a lock, Kramer. You've had this thing under control for almost three years now. But it's a lock. They need that fucking juice. They need that next bet. They need, come on, come on. Yes! When they win, they go fucking crazy. Colorado versus TCU. The Horn Frogs are 20 point favorites, and it is no secret how low I am on Colorado this season. But with that being said, just kidding. I'm taking TCU minus 20. Colorado's trash. They're going to be trash all year. Chandler Morris was originally the starter before he got hurt, and um, and fucking the quarterback Max Duggan took over and blanking on everything today. I think TCU is going to dominate this one as well. just like Ohio State in large part. I think TCU is going to dominate this one in the trenches. They have a lot more experience. This is a completely new Colorado team. I'm taking TCU to win and win big. Minus 20. Lock of the week. Mine's in the game Texas Tech at Wyoming. Texas Tech is 14 point favorites. The over under 51 and a half. Texas Tech quarterback Tyler Show. We remember him. Um, he got banged up last year, and there was other quarterbacks, Donovan Smith, playing for them, and I think even another guy. Um, he's back. However, I think they'll be able to move the ball, but they're going against a kind of annoying team in Wyoming. Wyoming is a team that's known for its good defense. They can run the ball, but if they can't run the ball, they really can't pass very well, so... If they can't run, they can't pass. I think in this game they're going to – Wyoming especially is going to have a hard time scoring against Texas Tech. I think the only chance for Wyoming here is their defense. Um, I would lean Tech minus 14, but I'm going to go ahead and play the safer bet. I think the best bet here is the under 51.5. So that's what we're going with for the lock. Texas Tech at Wyoming under 51.5. Okay. Joseph, what's your lock? LSU. Go Tigers. Uh, short and sweet. Minus two and a half. I'm going to take LSU. Um, even in Orlando, even with a possible hurricane hurricane coming, they're saying it should be gone by then. They're about to start doing the wet ball drills. Um, short and sweet, like I said, I like the Tigers' defense in this game. I think Harold Perkins, even without Mason Smith, I think – Harold Perkins is going to be have his eyes locked on and glued on Jordan Travis all game long. I think he's going to cause havoc in the backfield, and I think our defense steps up in this game. Okay, there you have it. 
Um, we'll go through. We'll recap real quick. Um, all right, I'm taking the under 46.5 in Florida and Utah on Thursday. Friday, I'm taking Hawaii plus four. Saturday, I'm going Ohio State minus 29. Fresno State plus four and a half. Penn State minus 20. And my lock of the week is TCU minus 20. I have Minnesota minus seven on Thursday. On Friday, I have Miami of Ohio at Miami under 45 and a half. On Saturday, I have UL Monroe plus 10. And I have the Texas Tech Wyoming under 51 and a half as my lock of the week. Okay. Midweek, I'm going on Thursday, I'm going Nebraska plus seven. On Saturday, I'm going Fresno State, Purdue, over 47 and a half. And my lock of the week on Sunday, I'm going to the LSU Tigers, minus two and a half for some revenge. All righty, there you go. That is our locks of the week. Uh, that's that's all of our bets for the week. This is the final episode of the season. To, but final episode of the season without having NFL football as that kicks off next Thursday. Uh, so another shorter episode, right around 45 minutes today. But... Um, that's really that's all I got. You got anything else before we go? Nope. Got Good luck, fellas. All right, episode 160 is in the books. Make sure you go subscribe everywhere. Week zero was a rough start, but week one is can only get better. Can only go up from here. So y'all have a good one. Who that? The house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. That was good. I liked it.